Good morning. Welcome to episode one of the JNS podcast. So this has been a long time in the making. Really excited for this. So let me start off here to introduce everybody to this. This is something I've been trying to do for literally now three years and it's April's three years and four months, five months. Yeah. Yeah. Three years and five months. What I mean by that? When I went on the first date with my now fiance, I told her I do podcasts. She was like, oh, that's cool. And so, of course, let's just be honest here. Whenever you tell someone when you first meet a girl as a guy, just guy's perspective, when you first meet a girl and you do something creative or you're trying to put something out there and you said, oh, yeah, hey, you should, you know, you should come on here and do this. You say it without knowing at all if they're gonna be good at it or not. Like you're just like, all right, I think you're attractive. I do this. Hey, come do it with me. Even if you never put it out, you just shoot your shot, right? Now, I'm very lucky and fortunate that the person that I asked this to ended up turning into my best friend and someone that I love talking to. So this is a perfect opportunity. <laughs> so we've wanted to do a relationship slash just like a real esque, yeah, a real form of relationship talk podcast for a while. We've tried a couple times, never quite worked out. Uh, but now we feel like we are on, we have enough topics that we feel comfortable doing this. We're in a really good place. So here we are. So this is episode one of the JNS with my lovely fiance, Mimi. We're going with that. We're not okay. doing real names, not using governments here. <laughs> so Hi. we decided that the first topic of uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm a big fan of Joe's podcast. No, no shocker here. Joe just had Kevin Samuel on. This is what uh, the bonus episode he put out last week. And I said, what a perfect place to start a relationship podcast. Kevin Samuel is very controversial, I think is a fair way to put it. He speaks from almost entirely a guy's perspective, um, speaking to both guys and girls, but you can clearly see where his bias could be on a guy's side. So just prior to recording this, we watched the You Are Average video, and that's his huge one's got over a million views, all that good shit. So we're going to start here with what was your initial reaction as we were watching the video? I was... I felt really bad for the girl that was in the video. He just completely like teared her down. She went in kind of like optimistic and asking like some genuine advice. She was like, okay, I make, I have a six figure income and I don't really want to tell a guy right off bat because the times I have done it, they kind of want to be part of the business. And I think her point, she wasn't even able to get it across because off bat, he was like, oh, you called on the wrong day. Pay for this service. And then he decided to go forward and talk to her to teach her a lesson. And that was kind of the point that was just driven the entire interview. His goal wasn't really to give advice to me, it just seemed like, oh, okay, this is what you want to do. Okay, I got you. And it just, it started off like, I was like, okay, whatever, like, he seemed kind of rude, but 
she took his time and he felt disrespected, but it just kept going and it got he dug and dug and dug to the point where it just felt like he just he was just tearing her down. There was it had no valid point at the end of it except you called for something you can't get because you don't deserve it because of your past decisions and this was a waste of time. Okay. So let's 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 go with the first part here. So let let's start here. We can both agree even if he had some validity to his point, he went at it the wrong way. Fair to no, say? No, yeah, yeah. He had he was making like points I can't deny. He made sense and some of the stuff he was saying, but at the same time his like the way he said it was just like there's no way around it. It is what it is. When he shot her down for things that could have easily been reverse roles and he would have been in the same hole he was trying to dig her in. But because he was the host, it just, it, it, it seemed like he felt empowered the mm-hmm. more belittled Absolutely. she looked. And it just, it was so sad because he, and I'm not black, obviously, but he, 2%. it was like <laughs> the black woman wants and takes and takes and can't give. When she came into it saying, I have this, I don't need to take anything from them. I just want the perspective of a man that has this and how can I be viewed as an equal instead of a bag? Okay. So let's break down the first part aside from we'll do we'll do both perspectives we'll do how he reacted to it versus the actual topic of the uh the actual topic of what she wanted to discuss so she comes in and she says hey i make x amount of money in this case she made six figures um and she said i date below me now okay i would take that away too yeah i would take that as a guy now two things this I would take it as a guy, if you say, I'm dating below you, A, if I'm her ex, I'm immediately looking at her funny. But B, let's be honest here, everyone has a certain standard, no matter if you make six figures, you work at Jack in the Box, whatever you do. So as a girl, how do you set like initial standards? So take yourself, for example, if you are, we'll give you different age groups here, when you're when you're an adult, so you're free to make your own choices. You're 18 years old. What are you setting as basic standards for someone that you're willing to date and or have a relationship? You specifically, like, what were you looking for at 18 years old? What were you looking for as some? What would be the standard someone would have to be to be your boyfriend? At 18. At 18. You're 18 years old, fresh. You're out of high school. Um, you can go to college. You don't have to go to college. What are you looking for in a guy at 18 years old? Wow. The first thing I look for is like, what kind of person are you? Not even what you have, what can I gain from this? It's what kind of person are you? And do I find your your brain attractive? Your heart is something that I'm willing to work with. And if you do have goals, do they match my life goals as well? She wants someone who, even if you're not... I look for the kind of person you are before the kind of person I expect you to be Okay. in the future, right? 
do you think it's fair? Because young. No, correct. Yeah. So you think it's fair to say you would want someone to at least aspire to be, even if you're not there and at 18 years you old, could, most of us are You could there. be living at your mom's house and you don't even have to go to college, but do you have an income? You're not, I don't want you to be a bum. You so, know? Inco- so income, and I, and I think this point is overplayed is when people say like, oh, income shouldn't matter. Income should matter to a degree. And I think income should be even more so if you're a girl, um, you should be concerned about, I think even if you're a guy, I think more so just if you're a girl, I think income should matter to a degree. Like, are you doing something? It's not just to a girl, it's to anyone. If you're a guy, you shouldn't be okay to date someone that's 18 years old who can have a job and just expect her to not be willing to, at least if you're in school, be looking for a job. Would you date a college only person? What I did at college only. Yeah, they're both at, 18, at, at 18. At 18, there's like, hey, I'm going, I'm going to go to school. I'm not worried about a job right now. Like, I live at home, so I don't have bills like that. I'm I would if if you're a full time student, because I've been in that situation. I've always maintained like a, at least a, a part time job. But the, who's to say? Maybe some people are not capable of going to school full time and having a job. Do you look at those people differently? No, because you're still striving for something. You're not at a dead level. You can't go nowhere. Like, like there's a reason why you don't have a job because mm-hmm. you have goals you want to meet academically. Mm-hmm. So mentally, you're still at a level where I can, can I, I can mess with it. Like I can still fuck yeah. with you. No, we, we, if we you have around to go. We, fu- we fucking cuss. It's okay. I say a bunch of fuck <laughs> words and shit like that. Yeah, but that's okay. So now besides let's... the point, not just income on the man side but a mm-hmm. man should also be able to have the same standards that a woman has you know okay now i agree that matter. you should be able to have the same standards but i will also i will always throw the realism um i just grew up with a very like life is life um and something you just kind of expect so when you're a guy generally you're expected to pay for the first date you're expected to have the car whereas i think if you're 18 and a girl a guy would still mess with you even if you didn't have a car even if you didn't necessarily have a great job um all that stuff what i think is interesting about the school part is at 18 and i was one of these people it's real easy to say i i'm 18 i just got out of high school i'm gonna go to a jc um at least in California, most of us go to a JC before a four-year, unless you're going on sports or you just had some crazy 4.0 valedictorian shit, right? Do you look at income differently or a college-only student, let's say they're 23, so they are spending more than the quote-unquote four years in college, and they still don't have a job. They're still just a student only, and they're 22, 23 years old now. Are you looking at them different than the 18-year-old? It depends then at that point I'm looking at where you are academically what are you almost going to graduate and you don't have a job okay so that means you've still kept up with the structure of your your end goal you're 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 meeting that expectation versus if you're now 24 you still don't have your AA um, or you're having half like you're not even getting straight A's like that's your only focus mm-hmm and you're still average i'm curious then that then that makes that makes my brain work and be like okay you have goals 
and you have expectations for yourself, but you're not meeting them for yourself. So how can I expect you to follow through with any goals and expectations that we would have as a couple if I were to introduce myself into the situation also? Okay, now what do you think about people that uh, I was But if you have straight A's, you're almost done with college and you're almost at the end of your whatever the, time yeah whatever you're doing mm -hmm. then i can respect everyone has a hustle your hustle is an academic one that doesn't mean okay. you're not you know you're not work you are working school is hard work to me at least you know no, not everyone not everyone i had to drop out it was too hard for me yeah so anyway you know that all right, sorry. She's looking at her reflection like yeah, this. I <laughs> um, so would you view some how would you view someone who, and I'm just speaking from my own experience, that necessarily like is faking the funk, right? So I'm gonna faking the funk at about 20 years old. This is my last year in college, um, and I had shitty grades, but I was in school and I had a job. Hi. So I could always tell people. Even just like casually, like people kind of look at you when you're young and like, oh, are you, are you in school? It's just a really big question. And I can tell he's like, yeah, I'm in school and I have two jobs. Yeah. But one of my jobs at the time, technically, both my jobs are part time and I had really shitty grades. Mm -hmm. How would you view that person? You're really trying. Like you're but not succeeding. You're not. Yeah. But there's a reason behind the not succeeding part. You're acknowledging the fact that you're not succeeding in school. So you have a plan B behind not knowing you're not meeting your own expectations. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, everyone has an expectation they set for themselves. Will you always reach them? Maybe not, but do you have another, you have a backup plan to your plan A, then you're still, you're being a realistic person and you're, you're like, okay, if this doesn't work out, I still have this to fall back on. And that's still more responsible to me than just half-assing it, you know? So then we move on to the second part of the video. And in the second part, he starts asking her, and once again, just emphasizing he the, the way that he went about it, I'm not agreeing with any way, shape, or form. But he does yeah. ask her, essentially, hey, self-evaluate. You want, why do you want someone that is, and I'll ask you because this is not really, I, guys don't have the same thought process. You're asking me or like whoever's. No, no, I'm asking, no, I'm asking you. Oh, okay. I don't care about that. Because I'm, I, like, cause yeah, I'm used yeah. to like, I know. you know. I know. So I would ask you is, what Penny? is the allure of girls want the rich guy? Now, that is that a. Because okay. I yelled Penny. So we can all agree that income does matter because bills matter. Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't really a question for guys. So I'm asked, so I'll ask you, is it just a security thing or is it a fantasy thing? Because obviously girls want the six figure or the high earning guy. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that fantasy? Is that comfort? Where do you think that really comes from? I think it's a little of both, and I think it also depends on how you're raised. Um, I was raised in a family where my dad worked very hard for everything, but when my dad needed help, my mom was always able to work 
and it was like a, a team effort, you know, but at the same time, I think in the days that we're living, we see like the city girls, like the sweeties, the Cardi B's. Damn hip hop. And, and, and it, it's, it's fucked up because, you know, girls are always supposed to be very submissive and you just kind of go with the flow. And I think now sometimes people confuse empowerment and confidence and with, with just like, it is, it is a fantasy, you know? Who, why would you want a man that has six-figure income and you don't have something to offer him for him to want to give that to you when there's a lot of women that he can, yeah, that he can um, attract. What do you offer in the relationship that should make him be focused on you? You know, besides like, what is she? I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me tell you how I got this ring, you know? No, that's... And, and there's other things that can be offered. You know, there is trust, loyalty, respect, that doesn't mean you have to be submissive 100% of the time, but there is some form of security, both in the man and in the woman, where, hey, if you can provide for me, I can provide that comfort feeling of having a loyal person by your side that if you lose it all, you should feel safe enough where I'm going to still be there with that six-figure income and not, mm-hmm. you know? But you have to be able to, like, you you have to be a a smart person and you also have to be a caring person for, I feel, someone that can have anyone. No, absolutely. And I, you know, there's more to offer than just, I can have sex with you. Anybody can open their legs. Absolutely. And you kind of said it with that, but that's where I think the self-evaluation, I think self-evaluation is important, especially when you get in a relationship. Because... You do have to be like just kind of upfront. It's like I, I'm tall. I'm black. Sorry if you date me. I'm not going to the NBA anytime soon. Like you just you got the wrong one. Apologies. That's you know, fun. go 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 date another nigga who's six <laughs> nine. Maybe he's gonna make it to the league. But so it's but I can evaluate that in myself. And I'm be honest. It's like I this is what I bring to the table, guy or girl, and he does it in a way where, um once again very crude but i do think everybody does sit back look in the mirror and go it's like all right do i think i could date halle berry or do i think i should go date like my neighbor who i've known for a couple years and she might (laughs) like me because she thinks i'm a good person yeah um i think being realistic i don't think there's an issue with being realistic and dating i'm also gonna not i'm not going to knock anyone that tries for the quote-unquote maybe they're out of my league thing do you like that's the choice we all get in dating um but definitely evaluating yourself guy or girl is huge um then well yeah because it's like okay let's say would you ask a millionaire out would i ask a millionaire out yeah or would you try would you try to not not asking out okay so if you're a girl and don't ask him out that's fine i get it that's just me though i've known girls that asked even asked a guy out and made them their boyfriend (laughs) that that is true um shout out to her the uh would you try to entice your would you try to be enticing to someone that is quote unquote out of your league like you personally like if there was 
if there was a dude and like let's say your dream guy is like six four makes a lot of money dark skin tattoos all that blah 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 and would you try to entice yourself to that person even if at that same point in life let's say you are the college student or you are living from home you are clearly not in their tax bracket or where they are in life would you try to do that well it depends on the setting i'm more of like a chemistry person you know how did we meet where did we meet are we in a club and he's got the fucking table with like all these amazing beautiful looking girls i'm i i'm pretty but i'm not gonna compare myself to like a a Beyonce or a like you know like a supermodel looking girl if they're right there that's my my perspective that he's showing me is that he wants a supermodel type you know mm -hmm. I, you have to also be aware of your surroundings if I'm in a club and I'm drinking or da -da -da -da, if he looks my way and we make eye contact and like it it look like you just, you just know you just, you just know you know like, like mm, okay i'm gonna keep doing my thing and just straight off of like if you're interested and i give you a look you're gonna know i'm interested and if you catch that same vibe and you come let's say a guy a, a millionaire i don't know he's a millionaire i just know he's at this table with a bunch of beautiful girls my first thought is you're probably a baseball player basketball player something that I'm not familiar with. And if you go out of your way and say, you buy me a drink, cause it's mm -hmm. easy to, if you're a rich guy, hey, buy this girl a drink. That lets me know you're interested. Mm -hmm. And if if that's how it goes, and let's say the girl's like, oh, he wants you to come to the table. And then I go to the table and like the vibe's right. It's gonna be based off of simply just the chemistry. Nice. And it's gonna make me be like, oh shit, you have all these girls, but I'm you're interested in me, like, okay, this can go somewhere, but I'm not gonna be like the groupie type, like, oh my god, you guys, like he's got the table, like two other girls, like I want that, like let me fucking roll out and shake my ass and be the thoughty, you know, that that you think I those think people are wrong. I think it depends the kind of person you are. If that that seems very off opportunistic mm -hmm. to me if you know like oh i want that i'm gonna get that guy i'm gonna do whatever it takes and you the way you you get him is how you lose him i always i always like think that so if if we end up like going out on a date da -da -da -da, whatever okay and then if you get to know me and if you like me and if if i get to know you and i like you and if i can build that foundation simply off the person you are, mm -hmm. then fuck yeah, like, the only perk is you're rich. Yeah, you no. know, it's not, I didn't go looking for you because you look like you have money. You know, it, 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 it simply went off of a, we cut a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but let's say vice versa, I'm the opportunistic girl and I'm fucking 18 years old. I'm like, I'm probably in the mentality of like, let me shake my ass and get some free drinks or something if i'm that kind of person okay let's say i, I get you face. everyone's got to yeah let's say i drinks. get you and that night we hook up and it is what it is like then that also is gonna change the perspective of that man like oh if she did this with me like who's to say any other guy could just 
do the no, same no, thing, you know? So true. I think, I think you, you're the way like you present yourself has a lot to do with how it even ends up working out. Absolutely. You know, like shake my ass, da, 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 get some drinks, free food. Okay. And then that's it. Like that's, that's kind of at a base level where it's going to go, how it starts, how it ends. I'm not, you can't as a woman expect a man to just be with you simply off of your looks there's gonna be more to it if you have money or not is gonna probably just make you feel like you're the shit mm-hmm. and it's gonna make you feel like i can get any woman i want if i get you you're just another one i get but it's in that course of how you how you get to get me and how i let you approach me mm-hmm. also i would one you're not getting that one night stand two if we hang out and you want to text me afterwards you're going to be the one to ask me for my number three if we go on a date i'm going to have you ask me maybe like once or twice and then if you do go on that date it's not going to be this easy like so i would so that you know? no i'm sorry we'll get the standards in a second um perspective i think is also really huge and yeah. real funny story to perspective is uh we had no business being there but we were very lucky to know someone and so we went to tony robbins 60th birthday party and oh, yeah. super cool event enjoyed it shout out shout that out to roxy really cool. great time thomas yeah gang, gang. now <laughs> the uh there was also a it was a charity or it was a fundraiser right for this thing that they were sponsoring and it was super dope we were like really into it oh they were all multi-millionaires yeah um, we were in the section. There was like a rope separating us. You could tell like this is the. If you were in the front side, you had money. If you were not, well, there you had less so money. There was so many like. Oh yeah. Rich people. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and and they gave you an option to donate. And we were like excited. We were pumped up. We were like, fuck yeah, yeah we support I'm the like, cause. Yeah, like, let's go donate. <laughs> okay, so and then they hand you the tablet. Um, and they're like, how much do you want to donate? And it starts at fifteen thousand dollars. And we're like. Oh, well, you know, we love the cause, guys, but happy birthday. <laughs> we got a little classed out. So perspective is, is a huge thing to have because like yeah. if you're hanging around these people or you're or you're trying to get people who are in a certain environment or a certain class and it's all fun and games until like the bill comes and you're like, oh, shit, I just spent how much on dinner? Yeah, um, for sure. So yes, yeah, perspective uh, with standards. I think on this self-checking and self-evaluating yourself those standards you could have the standard of i'm not gonna go be the easy girl or i'm not gonna be this but you also have to have with standards comes accountability because then you quote unquote you could lose out on whatever opportunities your standards prevent you from having but that's not to say like this is that's my perspective that's my point of view that's how i was brought up right like my my parents just raised me to act and be a certain way and i have not always upheld those same morals and standards i you know we all have our little phases we go through absolutely and am i proud of that virgin for life not always yes virgin for life to marriage (laughs) but let's say someone's not raised with that same perspective or, or mentality there's also men that are like captain save a girl you know, and and we're flagging on here on And so, just so so take that same standard I took or, or date whatever. 
She's just out here just, listening yeah, just to her conversations. Okay, Alexa, bitch. Alexa has no standards. She said what? Shut up. <laughs> um, so let's say it's a guy and let's take your man's, for example, Joe Sweden. That's what I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Everyone, so everyone has he, one toxic I, friend. Yeah, I was watching um Love and Hip Hop when he first came on it, and he had a girl basically was wiped up. And she she spoke on the fact that she was homeless when she met him, and she like she he was her everything to the point where when he wanted to go back to his ex, she was like, "I respect it. Do what you gotta do. I'll be right here waiting for you. I would never be that person." That's gonna be a different part. I would never. Yeah, I would. I would never be that person, but. And in the time that like they knew each other, maybe he thought she was a really good person and he wanted to build her, you know? So that, let's say those girls that are more like down for whatever, who, maybe you find a man that wants harsh. that and is into that and, and wants to save you. Like Drake is out here just, trying to save everybody in the strip clubs you know i'll bring it drag <laughs> no that's not a bad thing <laughs> but like like there's like that's why I, I hated how he talked to that girl he was like you can't get this because you don't deserve it that bothered me and it just he made it seem like she wasn't worthy of getting the kind of man she was hoping to attract but mm-hmm. it's like who's to say this girl who just has had a, a very hard life isn't worthy of finding a man that wants to build her up from that life because he knows she's worth more than what life's given her. Absolutely. So to that, which is kind of the next thing we went to in the video is like, you can't just knock someone for not being the standard that you carry yourself to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't, I could not stand that how he just talked to her and demeaned her and she was literally saying i am a black business owner making six figures and and he could have been like fuck yeah like you fucking go and he was like no that's all great and dandy good for you but you don't deserve a person at that level that you wish because you're not what did he ask her what's your weight how tall are you and he just totally destroyed everything that she had like it was like her own like she brought it her own little empire and he was like none of that matters because it doesn't you don't you don't deserve it and he made it more about her looks versus the quality of person she actually looked like she was mm-hmm. that was just horrible yeah also but else- he was realistic at it, certain it is, points, like you gotta, I understand his the point he was making, but it just seemed like he was just trying to teach her a lesson for the way she called in. Yeah, it was it, it was, was weird. Definitely power trippy because it was his show, yeah. and it's like in yes, if it's your show and you do um we do a bunch of shows around hard foul. Like if you come to listen for anime and then like you listen to Real Big Three and you're like, what the fuck? There's no anime. What's well, like? Well, you didn't come on the day we talk about anime, so I'm sorry. Like I can't help you. There's anime every Here, Tuesday. Piece of shit, because yeah. anime's the shit. Like, no, it's the same. Like, so I get yeah. that to a degree, and like, you're it's valid to have that point. Um, and I, I listen to other people like 
Dave Ramsey, you know, there's people that come and call him and ask about credit cards. And his thing is like, my whole foundation is I don't do credit cards. So why would you come and ask me for a credit card question? Yeah. And that's a valid point. Um, I do think the bigger one, and this is a, especially in our age group, I feel like it's a lot. Would you ever date someone with a kid? And what would be your mentality trying to date someone if you yourself had a child? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. Tough questions here. It's not. So I'm just going to go back to my my own personal experiences. Personal experiences? You could just lie for I content. Like, say, no, this is like real. Um, I was, I don't even know how old, I think it was like 20, I wasn't even 20, was it 21? I was 21. Maybe. I was 21. Um, and no, I wasn't 21. I was like 19, 19, 19. Legal age. I was 20. I was 20. 20. Right okay. Middle. I was 20. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went, I had, I went back to my hometown and I was going to school full time and I had my part-time job. I was running a room because I really wanted to get my degree and that was my focus. And I did end up dating a guy that I, and I, and I was very straightforward. This is not going to go anywhere. I have certain goals I want to meet. Uh, but if we hang out or whatever, um, then understand it is what it is. And I'm moving after I meet certain expectations of myself, you know, mm-hmm. and he had a kid. And so it was established that this was not going to go far from the beginning. It wasn't no, no fake like, oh, this is going to be happily ever after, you know, mm-hmm feelings got caught or whatever on both sides not just there but I was realistic of the fact that I was not ready to be in a serious committed relationship and I did not want to be a stepmom if it ever came down to that point and I but I was very forward and upfront about it and honest mm-hmm. and before that, I had always told myself I would never date anyone with a kid. I like I, I because I wasn't ready to have a responsibility of another person. So the whole relationship ish, a situation ship, um, I never wanted to meet his kid out of respect for that boundary that I had established from the very beginning. How many people do you think actually stick to boundaries? And I think it's interesting for us because we both, without going into our own personals, because that's nobody's fucking business. Yeah. But we have changed certain things that we, quote unquote, came into the relationship and said, all right, this is a no for me. Or, oh, this is a yes for me. How many people do you think, including ourselves, change what mm-hmm. they have as like hard no's or hard yeses? And as people who have changed, like, what do you think makes you change what is a hard no? Like, oh, I would never, like, the person, I would never date a person with a kid. The person, or, the person themselves. And yourself. Well, um, that's what I meant. Also yourself. You, you're young and you build boundaries and you have this wall that you guard up to protect yourself, uh, like, first and furthermost. But then you also, like, for us, we got closer. I changed certain Expect, not expectations, but rules that I had set, like, oh, this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't because they weren't realistic, but because you were worth more to me than the boundaries that I had set for myself because 
of the person. You were the person that I was willing to change any rule that I had set up because mm-hmm. you were you I just you were the sh- you are the shit. I was the shit. That's cool. We, we <laughs> talked about like- it. I get shit talked on almost all my other shows. We can talk about it. <laughs> no, but yeah, you were different, and it was specifically I specifically gauged it off the kind of person you were. I've never met anyone more respectful than you. I've never met anyone that cares so much about their loved ones like you. And you're hardworking. I didn't mean you were the richest man I've ever come across, no. But you had um, core values that matched my own. So even if you weren't living on your own, this, that, the third, or have a brand new car, like that didn't really matter because the person you were was a far better than if I found someone that was a shitty person but had all these things that I had set as a rule. That's gonna be the know? clip. That was like the nicest shit that's ever gonna be said about me here on Heartfell. <laughs> um, no, I agree. And is like I said, I, I changed a couple of things. I probably have less and had less as far as like hard no's or hard yeses uh, coming into a relationship because that's just not the way. I've always viewed people as people are always changing. You're never going to know. And I've seen people that are on the exterior. If you're not really close to them, they come off like an asshole, but even assholes find love. So I always tried to approach it as where is, you know, where is um, like people are allowed to change. People are allowed to be a little bit different. So I try not to have a whole lot of them, but yes, as you get closer to people and a lot of times relationships, you just have to be willing to take the chance. If you're not willing to take the chance, well then I'm sorry, you're just gonna have a much harder time finding someone than people who are willing to take the chance. So if you have all of these, you know, we all just went through four years of really hard stances and you know, you could even (laughs) maybe even say a, a wall and everybody saw how stupid that looked. And I view relationships, I think you got to put in the same kind of hindsight that- Can they hear you? Yeah, don't hear me. Uh, the same kind of hindsight that you can't have so many walls. Yes, you can have, and I'm not talking about basic shit here. That's not the point of this. So everyone has like, yeah, you should have as a woman, no one, uh, like a man Standards. can't hit me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going with. Like, it wasn't basic like shit. basic stand. No, it was just like extra shit. Like, let's say I was. If I was the same person at 18 when I met you, I uh, probably would have been like, "Oh, you don't go to school, or mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have like this or that. You don't make." That's a naive brain to think like. At 18, you would be 18 too. I can't expect you to have these same qualities that a grown man would have, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm look. I, I personally think you should look for a life partner versus like a sugar daddy in a man, you know? And who's to say like, you won't be like this very wealthy man one day but I'm willing to take that risk with you, whether you are that or are going to be that, or if we never become that, because regardless, we're going to build something that's valuable to me. 
outside of money, you know? Absolutely. A really big thing with relationships, relationships, a lot like businesses, uh, it's risk management. We still get the bag, though. Don't don't play with me. <laughs> I'm broke. I got to keep my reputation up. I'm broke as fuck. He said he's broke. Um, we broke. Never mind. We, we broke. broke as fuck. <laughs> you have to assess some kind of risk management when you get in a relationship. And that's because when you get in a relationship, you don't know just off one, like you could date, go on a couple of dates with someone. They could still be a total weirdo and just hide it. Everyone yeah. is, you call it puppy dog phase, whatever. And that is everybody trying to be on their best behavior. And even weirdos can be on their best behavior. So you have to, um, and I think we're kind of, as far as like the Kevin Samuel points, the, the video is only 22 minutes. We've kind of addressed like the three major things he did. Um, so we'll go into risk management, then I'll bring it back to because you watched some of his interview with Joe. I haven't watched the interview with Joe. Um, Kevin Samuels is not my kind of person necessarily. So I just, I, Joe, love you, but that just was my episode. When you're doing risk management, where, like, what is your mindset in terms of like how skeptical are you at the beginning of a relationship? Because I think everybody, everyone knows everyone's faking the front on something, right? Like you show up your first date, you're bringing out your nice clothes, you're putting on, you know, your yes, sir, yes, ma'am, you're pulling out chairs, blah, blah, all that shit. So where, where is your mind? Like, like when we first went on a date, what did you think was like, I, this seems genuine, like who he really is versus, oh, this just seems like it's first date, first impression. He's trying to look like that. Um, and not just me with any, with, yeah, with any, anyone. With, with anyone. Yeah. Um, so I, I would always focus on the conversation. Uh, what are we talking about? Are you talking about you're in a gang or you, gang, gang. or you, if when we first meet the first thing, the thing that I find attractive, which you were like, Oh, if someone says they do a podcast, you probably like, okay, I don't give a fuck. That to me was like, Oh my God, you have a dream you know and that's something that i've always like i think that's badass like when someone has a dream but they're working towards it you know like i had a dream to fucking singer da, 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 whatever i never worked towards it and that was a a thing that i like i i thought was like fuck that sucks you know and so when you were like yeah i do podcasts i do this that towards my dream but i'm still realistic and i have a real job and i carry real responsibilities i was like oh shit like like what is that saying um you work a nine to five job and then you go home and you stop working on your dreams mm -hmm. you were the complete opposite of that you did your nine to five and then you're like hold up i still have an expectation to fulfill for myself outside of just basic society standards and i thought that was fucking sick and so when if i talk like to other guys they'd be like oh yeah i work a job and then i just go home play some basketball or fucking go hang out with my friends or and there's nothing wrong with that because i i did that i but i was still actively still trying to pursue like education outside of just hanging out with friends you know there has to be substance outside of just also personality. Cause you could have a sick ass personality and I'm like, oh, I have so much fun with you. Like you're amazing. You're probably gonna just be that. 
an amazing person that I find has good qualities, but doesn't match my end goal of life expectancy as far as like dreams that we meet together mm -hmm. you know like so something i've heard before and i've heard it from um relatives and other people so disregard the income do you think the kind of job that someone has matters when you meet them no 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 no, no. so and i, I don't i ask. don't but i know a lot of women do because I was told, and I was pretty, I was pretty oblivious. Plus, also, I didn't want to date people that worked at the same job as me because I just always thought, at the time when I was working at the school, I was just far more focused on promoting and moving up than I was about getting asked. Just me. But I've heard a lot, and they're like, "Oh, you working at the school and you working with kids is kind of a, that's like a check mark in the good category. Like you're." Doing, you're good with kids. Yeah, you're good with kids. Like clearly you have to have patience. So is there a job that would ever like scare you away? Like if I showed up that first day and you're like, oh, where do you work? And I was like, yeah, I work at the morgue. Would you question <laughs> no, like some of money. the mindset? <laughs> that is true. I work at the night shift at the cemetery. Okay. 12 to eight. Oh, I, would, I, would. I would ask like, so how is that on your brain? Like, you good? <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out to y'all that do night shifts at the cemetery. <laughs> Um, I love that meme, by the way. The only goal, like the only jobs that would scare me away, would be like I, I sell drugs. Um, um, not really. Would you be scared of a two-time consuming job? Like, let's say, like if I put out, I did, but I just I have a very unique schedule, which is at the time we were dating, I only needed about three hours of sleep to function for the yeah, day. Yeah, crazy. But. <laughs> If you were, would you date someone if they said, hey, I work from, and let's assume they, they sleep normally, right? So they're sleeping six to eight hours a night. And they're like, I work from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m., 7 p.m. So that means I'm up at 5 a.m. and I'm not getting home until 7, 30 o'clock. Would that, would that change your opinion? Everything else is great about this person. Mm -hmm. But would that change your opinion of, oh, do I want to date this person? Or are they spending too much the time, time at work? Together would kind of affect me just because I want to still be in that relationship. You know, I don't want to just like sleep with you at night and then I don't see you at all all the time. I'm, I need affection. No, yeah, no. <laughs> so for me, I would be like, okay, do you work weekends? What are we doing on the weekends? Um, can I? What what do I also have going on? You know, am I going to school? Do I have two jobs? Like, you need to buy me some animals if you're gonna leave me alone all the time. <laughs> like, I need to, yeah. Like, I I also have to see where I'm at as a person. Do I have the ability to not take away time from you? Am I capable of not putting myself first before your job? If I'm not, I have to let you know up front, this is going to bother me. Mm -hmm. And can we work around it? And will it work? And if it does work, like, fuck yeah, like, let's do it. But if it doesn't work, mm -hmm. then can you also adjust to my comfort level mm -hmm. of time spent, like, versus quality and, like, how much time? Yeah. Meeting in the middle, that's... um. That's compromise yeah and that's yeah. that's just a, a, a constant theme i'm not gonna put like a whole episode behind that because that'll always show up in any any 
when you're in a relationship, compromise meaning in the middle, that stuff will always matter no matter what yeah. you're talking about. Uh, to kind of close out the Kevin Samuels point, so when you were watching him with Joe, the first thing you said was the way he's responding to when guys are asking him these questions is very different than the way he's asking when a girl asked him this question. And now we've only yeah. seen, to be fair, then I'll I haven't shoot watched some all of, his videos. Correct. Yeah. So I'll, sh I'll shoot him some bail. The big video, which is just how the internet works, and the internet loves people when they either people love to see other people get shit on because society's fucked up. So I won't say he's a 100% asshole, but he clearly reacted much differently to this. When we first started dating, a comment that you would bring up is the way that I speak about certain people and the way that I speak to certain people was huge. Yeah. How much of a factor is that? It's a big factor. It, because it, it allows me to measure the respect level you have for certain people. Like that video, when I watched the interview with him and um, I don't know who the girl was, but that viral video, I I was I felt so bad for the girl to the pissed. point where I was like calling him all kind of names. Like I almost wanted to cry for her because I felt so bad. Hey Neji, it's my cat. Um, I felt so bad at how degraded she must have felt the way he was talking to her. You know, there's there's a way to prove a point without being extremely disrespectful I agree. and and I, I had no respect for him after i watched that video mm -hmm. and which is i'm kind of glad i watched the joe budden video because then i watched the joe budden video i could understand some of the points he was making a little more because of the tone he held throughout the interview the way he talked to the guys in the video was more level-headed and calm and not so like demeaning and he was he was he had points behind what he was saying versus that first video it just seemed like he wanted to shit on that girl and then also another guy brought up a point where like but there's some girls that do get it out of the mud and and the way he shot his point down was way more calm and respectful than how he had treated that girl mm -hmm. and he gave a, a a point to the guys about yeah if you can you can gain us you can reach a certain man or woman that you want but are you willing to change to get to that kind of person and the way he talked to the girl, he was just straight out, fuck no, there's no way you can do, get a man with a six-figure income just like you have one. Uh, there's just no way. And so it, it kind of fucked me up because I was like, you could have gave that girl that same end point, but you didn't. But when mm -hmm. a man tried to counteract your point, you were kind of softer with your response to him. And that just kind of fucked me up. Like, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. And so I haven't seen his videos, but from how he reacted to this girl, and it could have been based off of his emotion. He was just mad that she called at the wrong time mm -hmm. off subject, and he was just trying to shit on her. But the way he talked to the Joe Budden podcast um, crew. That was Ish, I think, talking. Yeah he was way more respectful so it kind of put like a 
a fucked up perspective on my end like like do you just not have respect for women it just it really irked me and i don't know i haven't seen all of his videos but it just seems like he's like yeah call in and let me tell you about yourself Mm -hmm. without knowing what you're about that just seems like ass backwards which is kind of what i'm doing with him but Mm -hmm. i'm just simply going off of two videos you know and it was just it was uncomfortable but he did make some valid points about how sometimes men are expected to have certain level of like accomplishments versus women mm-hmm. and that's not that's just like it's not a, a women's just like it's not women's fault that men have to meet certain standards it's also not um a man's fault if a woman doesn't meet a certain standard, but they they want to be held like equal, but they don't see them as equal. Mm-hmm. You get, like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, absolutely. In my head. <laughs> Societal pressure in relationships is bullshit. Yeah. So, and it's, I'm going to... It's and, an individual... Absolutely. And I'm going to take this too, and the people want to get mad at me, it's fine. I don't, and I believe it's a cop-out, and he says it a lot, um, that he compared a black and a Mexican household and he said, if you're the black man, you're expected to do this. Um, and black women react and treat you and say things as such. And he's like, what well, a Mexican household, um, the Mexican woman is more subservient to guys. We've had personal conversations where, yes, I've seen, like I've worked with Mexican guys who, um, like your dad in some cases is like one of the outlier people I've seen. I'm not speaking for everybody, obviously, but your dad's super hardworking, busts his ass. For the majority of the time we've been together, he's worked two jobs um, and he's tried to do extra income stuff on the side. But I've seen Mexican guys who it does look like and their work ethic reflects it, that they were just coddled. And he, he brought up specifically, he's like, you know, these guys can, he's the Home Depot example. A guy can go to Home Depot and he does like, he does work for seven, eight hours, blah, blah, whatever. And not the greatest job in the world, but he is working. And he comes home to a woman and it's a subservient woman. She cooks, she cleans, whatever. I don't believe that's a race thing to me personally. And I think it's just a cop out to say, it's like, oh, well, if you're a black man to this, you're Mexican man to this. There's just natural societal pressure in any of those situations, in any relationship. Um, Where I've always drawn the line is whoever you and your partner are, like just an example for us. I don't like doing laundry. Sorry, <laughs> I don't. I wear my clothes, I put them in a hamper, and I really don't want to see them again until they're clean. She don't care for dishes. So it's a conversation, and it's like, hey, I don't like this, but I don't mind that. I can do that. You don't like this, but you don't mind that. You can do that. So when it comes to us splitting up our responsibilities, I don't really give a fuck what society says. I'll go wash dishes, because if I get to wash dishes, it means I don't have to deal with laundry. <laughs> I'm cool with that. That's not a black, white, Mexican thing. That's just you and your partner have to find out what works for you. Other people, and especially other people on Twitter, can't determine what is a good relationship for you. Everyone's perfect online, but Abs- nothing's perfect in real life. Absolutely. And even if you want to have a relationship, if you want to have a relationship because you guys work it out where the guy is the provider and the girl does, quote unquote, more housewife type thing. Cool. If you want to have a relationship, um, as into, like we just had, um, as an example, uh, Matt's editor, 
him and his girlfriend, they're very big on 50-50. And just using an example That's because I know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like she'll fight him on it to a degree where it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're not like if you pay for dinner one night, I'm paying for dinner the other night. Like I will fight you to get the 50-50 because that's what they want in their relationship. And that's dope. Mm-hmm. If you have a relationship where it's like, all right, um, when you were talking about when you were talking about um doing one of the uh, the training programs for the painting, it's like, okay, if you need to go to school more, which requires you to work less because of the times, or whatever, cool. I'll go work a couple extra hours, try to make up the income. You go to school, then you work in part-time jobs. All that shit, yeah, all that shit, that's between you and your partner. That's not, no one else should be determining that for you because no one else, you're not sleeping next to anybody else. It doesn't matter if everybody else thinks it's right or wrong. You go to bed next to one person, unless you're in Utah. Um, Utah is a polygamy state, so they just have like mad wives. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) So if you're in Utah... (laughs) You have really big conversations. You have multiple conversations with different people. And you just, you got, you know, sister wives. You do what you do, girl. You do what you do. <laughs> with, and that wraps up as far as all our Kevin Samuel stuff. Well, okay. I want to also, he brought up a point about the Home Depot conversation. And he comes home and the wife is still respectable, or still respects him and does the housewife stuff. But... He hasn't been in a Hispanic household, you know. Um, Speak from experience. Just, just from my own experience, just because she's cooking and cleaning and taking care of your kids doesn't mean she's not gonna bitch every once in a while. He made it seem like, oh, she's basically the maid as long as he pays for all the bills. Yeah, and that's not realistic. And I, I think what really bothered me is. He keeps pointing the finger. He kept saying black women this and black women that. And it's women in general need respect regardless of the caliber you want to put her on. If she wants to be a housewife, fuck yeah, do it. But if she wants to work, then I think it's fair to say you share household like absolutely, no, you know, absolutely. responsibilities. And he, he wanted to, he kind of wants to it seems like he wants it to be like back in the day where if a, if a guy is a provider, then the girl's just completely submissive and does anything that I say. And, and they kept saying they shut up. Like, like they just, they just do us kind of like they're told. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what bothered him about this girl was like, I'm basically self-sufficient. I don't need anybody, but I want somebody and I want them to be at a level that can understand maybe her own responsibilities. And he never took that into account. He didn't ever really let her speak. He asked her questions and the questions were kind of based off of like what he already knew what he was going to ask next. Mm-hmm. And it just, it kept demeaning her because mm-hmm. he, he kind of knew like girls kind of ask questions. They know what the answers are going to be. Right. And it seemed like that's what he was doing. And he had a point to prove and never really cared about the actual like conversation that was happening. No, absolutely. I know. And I just thought that was fucking bullshit. There's also in, and obviously like he is essentially doing, um, but it's like the guys you do, you still do it. You, you want to be like, no, you're good. Like it's a good thing. Oh, like back in the day guys were had extremely seemed to me better manners 
were what three and a half years you still open the car door for me you still like make sure i'm good at the end of the day not just physically but mentally and i think a lot of people nowadays don't take that into account maybe if a girl's having a stressed out day and if she's like blows her top off and she's just mad you have to also understand like women have more responsibility now because also depending where you live like you might need another income mm -hmm. you know it. or you might and he he just blows over like the fact that she's just you, you can have a woman be strong and independent and still be submissive in a relationship without having to not give her the respect that she's earned it's not what's expected you get what you give you know and and if you deserve that then i think that should be taken into consideration when he's having these conversations it's not just the oh you're a victim and you're you can't out it seems to me like he has a the victim mentality he thinks women have, he's trying to take and put it on men. And that's not the case. Someone feeling like they deserve respect doesn't mean they're taking away from the respect they give you. Oh, and sorry. it just seemed like he doesn't understand, like, like he, it just, it just, I don't know. I don't like that he kept like black women and it's women in general go through things that that men don't understand as well as men go through things that women don't understand. But that's where the conversation should start. It shouldn't be pointing fingers like you don't deserve this because I had to go to go through this to get what you have now. It's like a let's start at ground zero and understand where where it all started you know mm -hmm. not just this that and the third without getting behind the facts of like not even realistic shit <laughs> no absolutely and and i know a lot of older people um just due to my family and and obviously he obviously he is a talk show personality and talk show personality yeah, i think it was a shock factor he wanted and he got it yeah, and they're gonna say things, and especially if you have, and he's obviously got one consistent line of content, which is he does like male advice and it's strongly on the male side. So he's going to act and say things, you know, a little more dramatic. Like Joe does it all the time. Joe screams at microphones because that's what Joe Button does. He's good at what he does. <laughs> but when you need like the context of the whole quote unquote subservient women is like divorce used to not be a thing because people didn't want the public shaming of divorce and the public shaming of divorce a lot of times fell on women when yeah, he kept bringing up statistics but it's like back in the day women couldn't even have certain jobs that's like you kind of had to be that subservient woman because you couldn't make a living if you weren't and he's he brings up the percentages and it's like women have more opportunities now mm -hmm. and can say no to things Absolutely. if they're not comfortable with them Absolutely. And I think that makes him very uncomfortable. Absolutely. And um, and just like like I said, and when you want that quote unquote, I've been very big even like from the first day we dated as I'm like, just talk to me, have a conversation. And when you want that quote unquote subservient woman like all the time, 
You don't want the conversation. Don't talk to me about the problem you have because I don't want to deal with it. Absolutely. You're like, I made sure (laughs) I paid rent. I paid the light bill, uh, paid for the groceries, blah, blah, blah. Just make my bed, do my laundry, clean my dishes, like all that shit. Take care of my kids. It's just, it is a very outdated mindset. Um, and I just don't think it's a healthy one because. Yeah. And that's what I meant by unrealistic. Like, yeah. In today's Because you want. Makes sense. The end goal of any relationship in my mind is you should want a life partner. Not just a subservient life partner. Like there's got to be times like you take the lead. There's got to be times they take the lead. And you should always be able to discuss those things because you're going through life together and yeah. you're building life together. You're not just saying, hey, I'm doing all this and I'm going to just drag you across the finish line with me. And that's a lot of where his points come from. Like I said, I won't demean, I won't say he's a terrible person. He's the talk show host. They do shit for like that. Um, What's that Rick Ross line? Is it Rick Ross? He wasn't with me when I was shooting yeah, in, the wasn't shoot in the gym. It's like, okay, but when you left the gym, and who made sure home. you were fed, had clothes for the gym that were clean, mm-hmm. made sure that your kids were taken care of when you were in the gym. Like, like that's just, you have to take that into account also. Like, behind a, a strong man should be a stronger woman because she's going to have to deal with, if you have fucked up day at work, mm-hmm. you can come to me and drop that on my shoulders because I can hold it while you're still getting your shit done. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Me. And Rick Ross, you got a wife. What you mean? <laughs> and rappers lie all the time. <laughs> That's nothing new. He lied about his whole career. That's fuck with you, Ross. I, I love you. I, fuck, I know. I fuck, I fuck with Ross. Some luxury ass um, music. <laughs> the um man, yeah, there's another too. point. Um no, so there was something that I also wanted to and I don't even know how you would everyone would come to this in their own way. Um, but I do think it's a of somewhat valid point. Is he asked her, do you when she was asking for I want a guy with six figure income, he asked well, what do you think a guy with a six-figure income wants? Yeah. Now, I do think that's a valid question. Take away six figures, but just whoever you are with, no matter what their situation is, say they're rich, say they're broke, say they got kids, they have a family, whatever it is, what do you think they want in a relationship? What can you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Because some of, the, some of the compromise is like, okay, if... Like, let's say our, our situation, for example, right? And this isn't an actual thing, but it's hypothetically. If you wanted to move to Mexico, and we live in California, we're 15 minutes away from the border. If you wanted to, yeah, if you wanted to live in Mexico, and that was a thing where it's like you were very, like, you were really shy, and it's like, I want to retire in Mexico, I want to live in Mexico, whatever the case, that I have to take that into consideration. It's like, okay, this is something she really wants. Is this something that I'm going to be willing to do? Is it something that I'm like, as someone who came into it, like, didn't know Spanish with the shit. Um, yeah. Someone who would like, if I were in Mexico and I didn't have someone with me, I'm just, I'm going to get lost and never find my way back. Uh, driving in Mexico is fucking terrifying if you've never done it before. <laughs> so there's all those things you should, and I don't even know if there's an exact answer for this, but you should take into consideration what do you think the kind of person would want that you want to get? Now, you can't make it super generic because I can't just classify and say, and I'm, I'm, yeah, you're right. Um, I can't just take into consideration, or I can't just assume that, oh, I'm dating a Hispanic woman. She's going to want to go to Mexico. 
and they just all want to go to Mexico at some point. They all want to go live in Mexico. So where do you think you get that line of, all right, where do you find out, oh, this is what they actually want and learning how much are you willing to change? If you're willing to change for that person, not just you or not just me, but anyone out there, if you're in a relationship, what is that person going to want? At the end of the day, if you love someone, like, I think a lot of boundaries don't even exist. I agree. I think boundaries are bullshit. Yeah. I think standards and boundaries get confused a lot of the time. Like That's a bar. Yeah. No, it, and it's true because you can hold yourself to a certain standard and, like, if, if you have your own standard and someone meets that standard, all of the shit that you expect sometimes to be perfect. And if it's not, like, you're going to be willing to look past it because you you meet the standard that I want mm-hmm. and I can throw all that away, all, not everything, but you can throw away some of your expectations because it, it's worth maybe meeting higher expectations with that person that you want to be with and to meet them with, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like I could be with someone that is fucking rich, filthy rich. And, but if they're not family oriented, I'm going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. You could put me in a mansion and I'm going to like have everything I want. But if I can't see my family every so often, it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, I don't care how rich you are. You can put my parents in a fucking penthouse, but if I can never see them, what good is that for me? You know? And I think that's where people misconstrue like, oh, you know, hip hop music is a very fictitious. They lie. Yeah. Like, and I think younger women are easily influenced. When you're 18, I, I had a like, Oh, you had this and that and the third. Now that I'm older, I'm like, damn, I could have had this, that, and third and still been miserable. Mm-hmm. And as you grow, you understand that, you know, these rappers just make money off of rapping about get a rich man, fuck the rich man, take his money, you got a bag, now do use this, you're fucking rich. Okay, at the end of the fucking day, you're still gonna want a family. You're still going to want a kid. You're still, uh, money doesn't fulfill the needs of an actual human being. And that's something that is just lost in translation with a lot of the, the Instagram posts, the, the t- like Twitter, like mm-hmm. everyone says one thing, but isn't true to what they really want. And so that's something that I will agree with him in the video with the girl. Or he was like, I don't think you even know what you want. I, I was mad. Know. I was so mad at him. Well, she was pissed. It was, if no, you did a I live reaction so to the video, I would have, that'd get a million views. No, I was so mad at how he was talking to her. But when he told her that, I couldn't, I could, I had nothing to, to counteract it because she did seem confused about what she was even wanting in a man. Mm-hmm. Like she started off with, I'm dating men. Uh, that are what did you say like low? Le- le- yeah, I I dislike lesser. Heavily, yeah, lesser. I didn't like that, and 
And that's what I took away from that video. Like I am, I get mad, but I can still be like, I can still understand the point sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. what the fuck is being said. And he said, you don't know what you want. And I think that's something that he should have focused more on mm -hmm. versus just demeaning her the entire video. It, he should have asked her questions like, what are you looking for? And she could have answered and he'd be like, okay, what have you done to get what you're looking for? You know, and I think that's what she had initially called in for advice. Mm -hmm. And that's what pissed me off so much about the video. He just, it was just a shitting on her parade. And it, it was just so sad to, to see how she went in like, oh, I really like your podcast. Does he do podcasts? It's a, it's, he does videos. I want to call it a podcast. It's. Like relationship advice? Yeah, he's essentially, he, I, I would call it like talk show, but he's like an internet talk show person. Yeah, I, she went in like, it, it would be like, like I bought you tickets to see Joe Budden, VIP, mm -hmm. so you could meet him and then it happened. Fuck, I hate that Fuck COVID, COVID happened. Fuck COVID. Yeah, but let's say like you were to have met this guy and, and you take a picture with him and if you would have been like, hey, can I ask you a question? He'd be like, fuck no, you didn't pay for that. Like, get the fuck out. That would have just made you so sad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I got so, I felt so bad for her because she seemed like genuinely like, oh, I want real advice. And then mm -hmm. he was just like, fuck you. I don't care. Yeah, meet your idols and they fuck you up. Yeah. What, it, meet your, what? When your idols become rivals. When your idols become <laughs> rivals, you got to AI them for your survival. Yeah. That's a fire line. So that's what I think I'm a very emotional person. And I really just, I was like, why would you do that to that girl? Like there's a, there's a difference between being realistic and being a fucking asshole. And you didn't have to be an asshole to give her a valid point. And that just bothered me, but he made a point with, she didn't know what she wanted. And that was evident when she was talking. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the conversation should have started. How many people do you think know what they really want in a relationship? You don't know what you want. You you think you know what you want. And until you meet that person that you know is right for you, you're willing to, to you know, go through the ups and downs versus when you don't know what you want, as soon as they do something wrong, it's like, fuck it, I'm out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where people get confused. Like, it's sometimes you think you want love, but you you're, you just want security. And I think that's something that a lot of people focus on. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you get security, but there's no love, it's not going to work out. I agree. Versus if you have love, it doesn't start off with security. You can build on that. And that's just different. Absolutely. Now you're ready for like the really hard question. And this is the part that's going to piss people off. Are you ready for it? We're gonna test. We're gonna test. We're gonna test how good. And so far, you've, you've nailed this. For first podcast, you fucking nailed. This. I just I'm not good with eye contact, so I'm looking at you because I talk. I'm, I'm not good. Not get you. Don't worry. Don't. <laughs> All right. The elephant in the room, and I'm not addressing. And I want to make this very clear. I'm not addressing the woman in the video. So just be very clear about that. Um, Hold on. Another drink. Just, just, just. We're gonna ask. This is the hard question. How much do looks play a part? Because everybody. Now I'm gonna say this right now. You're a fuck. Not you. But just if you're listening, you're a fucking liar. 
if you say looks mean nothing or you're one of those oh well i'm not and 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 i know you said early on you're like oh well, i'm looking for like the kind of hearts you have and the kind of person and all that stuff is great but all almost all relationships start with attraction you look at someone yeah. you're like oh i think they look good and they look handsome blah 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 and that's what kicks it all off how important is just being honest how important are looks in a relationship they are important they're important um because that's how it starts you're not going to talk to someone you don't find attractive so that that's i think that question's bullshit for me because if i don't find someone attractive it's not gonna go further than hi how are you doing da, 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 you know and that's just what it is it's normal that's you the first you go off a of first impression if your first impression off of someone is like i don't find you attractive that's where it starts and that's where it ends so that so I, when people say um looks don't matter i think that's what that literally stands for it doesn't matter because it started and ended there mm -hmm. so if if it, we continued from that point on the looks literally don't matter because i already found you attractive do you think people who are attractive, do you think they should feel, do you think, and I, I'm just going to be honest, I think there is a sense of entitlement because I think it's hard to not have it. Um, if you're someone who's attractive and people have told you your whole life you're attractive, um, we brought up, uh, when everyone was over here yesterday, we brought up Malachi. Um, Malachi <laughs> is obviously, no, and it's, and it's just facts. Like Malachi is like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, like homie's in really great shape. He's attending Yale, like, he just look like he only looks like a model person, right? Like if you're like, I need someone to look good and I'm gonna throw him in this magazine, like he's he's who it is. Do you think those kind of people should feel entitled to be able to look for someone who is also that attractive? Or do you think attractiveness is just literally everyone's got their own preference? Well, that's that's uh that's it. That's not even a question. That's just based off of your own self-esteem. You could be a person that is fucking fine, but if you have low self-esteem, I don't think they're gonna see themselves as fucking fine. Like, like, dad, I love you. I'm gonna take my dad for an example. <laughs> my dad, when he was young, was very handsome. He's still very handsome, but he, my mom told me, she was like, they worked at a factory and everybody at the factory thought my dad was fine as fuck. And my mom was beautiful also, but she was the kind of person, and I think that's where I get it from, I'm not going to chase you. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh, I know you're fine as fuck, and you know you're fine as fuck, but that doesn't matter because if you like me and I like you, I'm going to get you regardless. If you think someone else is prettier than me, then if you go for them, that's just what it is. But if you, if you, like they kind of got to know each other and it, it started off as looks, mm -hmm. but then once they got to know each other and personality wise, that's where they were like, fuck it, two months in, let's get married. You know, it, it, it starts off as looks, but it's it's the person that you fall in love with. And I think, let's take, um, what's that called? Arranged marriages. Mm -hmm. We want to talk about looks. Okay. I, um, I don't know anyone personally that's done it, but I like watching YouTube videos and I end up on the weird side of YouTube sometimes. Yeah. So 
sometimes there's arranged marriages and I watched an interview the lady said she, she was much younger than him she's like from India or something mm -hmm. she said I was disgusted by him because she was younger than him when they were arranged to be married mm -hmm. but then she said with the the years that they got to really be together she said she she fell in love with the person he was yeah so looks matter if you have the choice yeah. you know like we have a choice mm -hmm. if you don't i think they they matter initially but after looks can take you so far in fucking 50 years who's to say i'm not this wrinkly ugly little bean but you still i know you're gonna love me no, right. <laughs> so they matter to a point and they matter more in our society where we get to pick and choose who we want to end up with mm -hmm. and but it also stems off of your self-esteem and self-worth like you could be really handsome my dad would never talked to anyone because he was so shy mm -hmm. but then he was like i like this girl and he went for it when the whole time he could have had anybody that looked mm -hmm. his way mm -hmm. so they matter depending on your situation and you, like it's literally that's why i say it's an individual like you can't put a you, you can't put a factual setting to something that is not factual you no. know like oh you're fine so you have to be with someone that's fine well let's say they're fine but they grew up with a neighbor that they just loved the person they were this whole time when they grow up this girl might still be a little ugly duckling but he loves her Who's to say, like, who's to say that they can't end up being together just because they don't look like they should be together? I've been seeing on Instagram, like, oh, really pretty girls are ending up with really ugly guys. And it's like, okay, why does that matter to you? You're not in the relationship. She's happy. He makes her happy and he's happy. Fuck it. Like, who's to say this poor girl can't be with the rich guy? Like, mm -hmm. that's why it's all bullshit all these relationship podcasts like like someone cannot agree with everything that i have said mm -hmm. and they're entitled to that because that's their perspective and point of view Absolutely. just like i thought what everything he told her was bullshit yeah, no. <laughs> and you know but that's his reality because that's how his how he structured his brain around relationships it's it just everyone's gonna have a different perspective and it's just what it is yeah no, i agree um there's a couple other things i think the other things i think need to be saved for different episodes because you could have um like we could have a whole episode like i could stem that off into like that's how you know and that's one of the easier more like basic forms of jealousy it's like i right, if the, if you think there is a this a disparaging difference between you and your partner's looks the quote-unquote person on the lesser side of the looks i must be upfront if you're the ugly motherfucker in the relationship <laughs> and the other person like did you wear this fine as fuck or whatever that's an easy form of jealousy it's just like oh people are always looking at my partner um but that will get into a different day because I jealousy can have a whole thing on that goes okay like people look at you and you don't even realize it we'll be walking and i think you think it's strictly off of how tall you are but I'm a girl. So I know when a girl looks at a guy and it's like, she's she's trying to do something with her eyes. And I'm like, no, 
it's not you know like you would not realize yeah you would not realize when a girl is looking at you because you're handsome versus you think it's because i'm tall and and in my in my head i'm like why are you looking at him like i'm right here (laughs) you know and it's not even that i'm jealous of the girl and and that's the thing with me i can't be jealous because i know you don't give a fuck about any like you don't look you don't care and it's just and i think that it's security if i feel secure in our relationship because you don't have the wandering eye you know if someone else can look at you and then i see it and it, it kind of gives me like an ego trip, like, yeah, I know he's fine. You know, that gives, and I think that's something that people can twist instead of making it a jealousy thing. It could be like a, yeah, he's fine. Obviously you're with him. Other people are going to find them attractive, mm-hmm. but if you're secure w- within the relationship, that won't matter. And I think that speaks a lot in a relationship if you're insecure, it's because your partner gave you reasons to be insecure. And self-esteem as well. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I, I would like the guys are planning your bachelor party. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you guys could do whatever you want as long as certain things don't happen. Like, don't mm-hmm. have sex and don't get your dick sucked. Yeah. Uh, but you can have a stripper and you're like, I don't care because I know you don't care. Mm-hmm. So, and like, we'll dive as as we get more episodes in. Um, I said I think so far it's been a great first episode. We'll wrap it up here in a couple in a few minutes. Um, it was great because as we tried to, to speak to um, oh, I'm sorry, they're fine. Uh, to <laughs> what's made this a lot of fun. Like I said, we've tried this in the past before. Is we've tried to make episodes, but sometimes like the topic is not immediately there. So to be able to like watch this video and immediately have something to talk about and my emotions were riled up for that girl like mm. i want to find her and i want to tell her like girl we need to start a gofundme for a six-figure she... income earner. <laughs> that was, i was that's... like that hurt my feelings for her like that's... she didn't deserve that reaction from him that was so ass backwards of a relationship person you're seeking for like that was so fucking fucked up. Ah, absolutely so I'm, I'm, and she's beautiful. What did you tell her? You're average at best. No one. He else. was basing it off of her looks, but a, she was 35 years old with a six-figure income and a 13-year-old son. She literally made herself like not a statistic, and that off bat, regardless of how she looked, she was beautiful. Already made her above average to me. Yeah, and that was just my that's why i was like what every time he like tried to bel- belittle her i was like what the fuck and then I, it was her facial expressions that really fucked me up because if it would have been someone that had like high self-esteem he could have told that to me and i would have looked at him like okay do you want to hang up now <laughs> like i'm not a six-figure income person but you can't tell me about me without knowing me and even if you do know me you don't know everything about me to tell me about me, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, what's her name? Whatever your name is. Hey, we love That guy you. was doing a podcast and he got his views and you did that for him because if it wasn't for you, he wouldn't even be on the Joe Budden podcast. That's a fact. He w- 
Joe called him because of the reaction that they had based off of her calling in. Yeah. So he was mad. But he oh, did Joe actually talk about that one? That was the reason why he DM'd her, him. Oh, I didn't. I, I thought you said I, Kevin Samuel's not my kind of Oh, you guy. didn't watch it. I haven't watched it. I've watched the first two minutes. I heard that him It's like save. a shock factor, you know? He was like, oh, shit, people are talking about you. Look at you on. Yeah, so it's like I heard that. I heard him reference that clip. And then, but like I said, it's just not. I take any interview, even if it's Joe. When Joe has people. And Joe usually does like half and half. It'll be the first half of the podcast. Just him and the guys. What's and that guy's name? Kevin Samuel? Yeah, that's not to take away from what he's talking about. He Like, mm-hmm. I watched the Joe Budden podcast, and he made really good points, and he had facts to back it up. Like, I'm not shitting on him as a person or what he believes in or what he thinks, but that interview was just so fucked up. Mm-hmm. I, I That interview I have to shit on because it was just not – it was uncalled for completely. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't watch interviews with people that I'm not interested in. I feel the same way about like Breakfast Club or, or Angie Martinez, and they're all great at what they do. But if I don't care about the person you're interviewing, I'm like, I'm not tuning in. And that's just my view. Even this, like, I think it was interesting, though. Like, like the I, with the girl or the interview with Joe? Well, both. Because they gave me, like, I like even the churches. Remember, I told you, I, I would go to different churches mm-hmm. to see different perspectives and how they view things. And it ends up being the same basic like ideology i enjoy seeing other people's perspectives because it it opens my mind to things that i might not be familiar with Mm -hmm. and but i can agree with some other points Mm -hmm. so that i appreciate that the joe budden podcast he made i liked him more after i watched that interview versus if i had only watched that one and never heard of him again gotta give people credit yeah second chances hearing him out and yeah I guess that speaks to his point about like the whole clips thing. Is like when people see yeah. a clip and they make a judgment on me. Yeah. That's just and it's how we work. Is you know we put out clips here, yeah. hard foul. It's like like one clip and you think, oh, because I made this comment or I referenced this story. It's like oh, that's how we always is. Like we're people. We're multifaceted. There's a lot of stuff about us. So you can't just go judging off one clip. Um, before we get out of here, do you have any last words you want to say? <laughs> No, do you have a question? I I got all my questions out in regards to this. I'm I'm excited to keep going for us to tell the audience we're gonna be able to get more episodes. We don't have to set a direct schedule yet. You, you know that I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for us. I'm, I'm, gonna I'm down. We have more episodes. I don't. We talk off we talk camera all the, time. All the yeah. time about stuff, and I think that's why we're so like like we don't. We had our first fight like a week ago. Uh, our first actual fight like a week ago and we've been together for what three, three and years, a half years yeah, three years five months three years four five months yeah and i think that says a lot to like our communication skills like he won't let me go to bed mad and that time he did let me go to bed mad so that's how that <laughs> no but it wasn't even like that bad i was just so emotional at the fact that like we never fight and i was like damn we're fighting like, it was not real. Like, is this really happening? So, I think communication, you've opened up my communication skills because before you, I would just, I told you, don't talk to me if I'm mad. Leave me alone. Let me punch you all and get my anger out. He got me a punching bag. So, I got to punch the punching bag. Um, because I was a very... I recommend, guys. I was a very, like, 
like when I'm angry, I get in this headspace where I will hurt your feelings. So I would, I, I said, leave me alone because I don't want to hurt your feelings because I'm mad. And so I think even like you as a person have helped me grow in my own communication skills. And so that's why I'm down to do more like yeah. episodes because I, that like you've matured me as a person just within three years. Oh, appreciate that. Yeah. Anna, so we'll get a schedule out somewhat soon and let you guys oh my know. God. I'm um, nervous. More episodes to come, obviously. Really enjoyed it. Um, as always, my shout out to the end episode. Don't forget if you like this, we got more content here in Hard Foul. We got AM, we got Real Big Three, got Hard Foul Radio, 90 Feet, Boxing with Tony and Will, got a whole ass network going, growing, making bigger. Um, What's Max? Uh, Twitter, Matt, don't also forget technically not a hard foul podcast but we love Matt so go check out the scene um, he's the bomb at editing facts, we have um, Twitter's at I talk about 9080 at this little honey at uh, Will Bell underscore NVO at Ant underscore HFN at Shadow Riley don't we have a lot of Twitter handles now Hardfile Network at Twitter and, and on Instagram. Appreciate you guys for coming to this episode. And we're going to see you guys next time. Bye.